Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Yeah, hello. How's it going, Derek? It's going fantastic. You're back from your travels. I am back from my travels. I've got some, uh, lots of sun. It's, uh, I've never experienced such heat camping before. It was, uh, we'd sit in a chair in the shade and uh, have to keep jumping in in, in the uh, in the lake just because it's like the lake would cool you off only for about forty five minutes, then you had to go back in again. And oh, life is so tough. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been at work. <laughs> Joining us this evening, John Van Berger. How you doing, John? I'm 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 disturbed, quite frankly. Are well, <laughs> we're going to find out why you are disturbed because you already told us. Yeah. And we're we're maybe happy that the border is <laughs> between <close>. us. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah, he can he can. Oh, he can get across, across this way, can he? Oh, I saw some Americans. Yeah. Well, oh. you can you can definitely come this way. You can fly this way, but can't yeah, you can't drive across. Yeah. And God knows why. But Just you can ridiculous. drive here. I'm allergic to flights, so oh, geez, can't come <laughs> and see you, buddy. <laughs> well, before John gets into his little story. On why he's disturbed, mm. we are going to annoy the crap out of John. <laughs> Cheers, Derek. Cheers. Now I'm really going to be disturbed. You, I almost swore. <laughs> I almost played Alan. Oh, Drummond. you almost, almost pulled an swore. Alan Drummond. Yeah. So, John, your your favoriteest TV show in the world is mm-hmm. Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Yeah. And they have a beer called Puppers. Yes. You can't get that south of the border. Well, no, you can't. You couldn't normally get it here. It's uh, It comes out every so often. It's, it's a show beer, right. so mm-hmm. it wasn't a real beer until it became a real beer because of its popularity and people demanding it. It became popular on the show, so it became a real beer. Yeah. Well, it was out a while ago, and John, John never got any. Oh. And it's just mm-hmm. come out again. And tonight's mm-hmm. show is brought to you by Pupper's <laughs> Golden Lager, the official beer of Letterkenny. How's yours taste, John? Ah. Oh, wait. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> You're not having any down there, but hey. You do realize that my next trip over will include zero beer for you, <laughs> zero cheese for you. I'm even thinking about canceling the cheese order for Derek's kids. Hey. Well, uh, you know what? I couldn't drink kids. any beer that you brought because I'd be so full of puppers. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get? You want to open me that keg over there again, Derek? I need some more. <laughs> now, see, here's what I can't figure out because you looked into shipping it across the border, and you can't do that. Right. Okay, and so I said, "Well, just hang on to a six pack, so when I do come over next." Right? Like maybe after the Erie Canal, maybe I'll come home that way. I'll come through Canada and pick up that puppers and come home. But for some reason, some unknown reason, you can't seem to hold on to that for six weeks. <laughs> Isn't there a shelf life on beer? There is. Especially <laughs> the microbrews. Yeah. Like ah, the, espe- the, no, no. We need to we need to modify that on hoppy beers. But this is Puppers is a lager, Ooh, if I believe. Oh, look, look at that beer. It's jumping or hopping, as you uh, say. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this one has so, a, might have a better shelf life. <laughs> we will get this you some by will, hook or by crook. Uh, see, I've had other people who shall be, remain nameless that work on certain s- symposiums, but I won't use their name. We're supposed to get me some. And that never happened. 
And I tried to get some every time I've been over there, like the last, I think, three times it was out. I even went to the brewery up in Sudbury where they mm-hmm. make it. They were closed. Yep. I mean, you know, so I'm starting to think this is like... Wasn't meant to it's be. It's the curse of John. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beer Nazi. No beer for you. No puppers for you. <laughs> get Jerry Seinfeld on the phone. Oh, now... Happen. It'll happen. We'll we'll save you some. Uh, oh, look at the back uh, of the fridge. Way back in the fridge, there's one <laughs> pupper's left. Yeah. Oh, and it hasn't even been opened. Saving the empty cans. Yeah, we'll just save you the empty cans. Oh, that would be special. You yeah. can drink vicariously through us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at one point, the brewery had a promotion where you could send a picture of your dog, and they would put that on the label on the beer on the bottles. Oh, yeah. and so they would run the labels with the Puppers logo with your dog in the center, though. That would have been. It was cool. like it was expensive, and then I was like, "Well, where do I ship it to?" Because I knew if I shipped it to one of you two, <laughs> the odds of actually getting the beer would be fairly slim by the time I got there. So this is not a new problem. Beer delivery? I didn't recall. Anybody here get a beer delivery? No. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what you're talking about, buddy. Nothing showed up at our house. Yeah. See. That picture they sent you? That's not our house. <laughs> no, a that's just a truck that looks like mine in the driveway. What a coincidence. <laughs> anyway, so John. Yes? You told us that you had a bit of a disturbing dream that involved myself, Derek, yes. and Kevin yes. Callen. It was, yeah. And we were all clothed, uh, I must say. <laughs> I had to. I had to make sure because I never know. specified that. But these are one of the things that later on, five years down the road, remember that dream I had where you guys were all naked? Whoa! Wait! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't want this going out at a later date, John. So, what was this dream you had, John? Oh, strange, strange dream. So I was, you know, the border just opened for us to drive across, right? Mm-hmm. So I had this dream that I was in the little Corolla and I was driving to Canada. And you and Derek and Kevin were all in the in the Corolla with me. But it was, as dreams are weird, right? I was in the, the back seat where the steering wheel was in the back seat. So I'm driving in the back seat. The three of you are sitting in the front. And I can't see because you guys are sitting in front of me. <laughs> so, so I'm so trying strange. to move my head around. And it's so strange. I'm trying to move my head and, and see, you know, and I'm getting to the border and I'm pulling up to the booth with the border agent, you know, and you're, you're trying to act respectful and all this stuff. And you guys are joking around and you're trying to block me and you're holding up your hand so I can't see. And I finally get up there and I inch up to the booth and the guy kind of makes the, you know, roll down your window gesture. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you guys, quiet, quiet. Roll down the window and the border agent leans down start asking me questions, and it's Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Two things. <laughs> Two things. Yes. Number yes. one, yeah. I'll have what the guy in Wisconsin's having. Yeah. yeah. And number two, which is really sad, that does sound like us. It does. <laughs> so I should also mention that you guys are sort of sharing the same seat. But, well, it was a bench know. seat, right? No, no, no. No. <laughs> Not really. 
Whose lap was Derek sitting on? Mine hey. or Kevin's? <laughs> oh, I'm, not... <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, I'm just not going to go there. I don't want to. Uh, Does know. Kevin Kellen know about this dream? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, he'll hear about this, and he'll never be on my podcast again. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> he won't be on ours either. <laughs> Those boys are strange. you got to stay hey, away. Kevin, why don't you come on over and get on the podcast? Yeah, no, that's a big hard no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, when Donald Sutherland welcomed me to Canada, that was the point where I woke up. That was just, I think we hit the, the weird threshold. <laughs> That's that's your weird threshold? Wow. Low, buddy. Low. Are you an amateur dreamer or what? I mean, that's Tuesday at our house. I just thought it was a little disturbing. I woke up and I was like, what the hell was that? Wild. It's about those mm. guys from Wisconsin. There's something strange down there. I don't know what they're smoking. I was eating some... Eating some extra cured blue cheese. Yeah, what's in that there blue cheese, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> extra moldy. <laughs> I just had a, um, just speak, speaking of weird things, a mm. cherry Belgian ale. Oh, that sounds good. I got one in the mm. fridge for you to take home. Cool. Please. Cherry Belgian. Sure. <laughs> Please. Taunt me. Please. Cherry beer. I love cherry. Cherry's my favorite fruit. Just go ahead. Taunt me. Go ahead. Oh, oh I, I ate a whole, ball, cherry, uh, a, a whole bowl of cherry the other day. Because uh, <laughs> they're, they're, well, we're losing our cherry trees. But mm-hmm. I, Trace knows how much I, I love cherries. So she brought home some from the store and I just mowed right down on them. <laughs> End of the season. Yes, um, it is. Speaking of growing things, oh. squirrels. Our squirrel ah. experiment is over. Yeah. For growing the squirrels? We were growing squirrels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Guess who's got himself a new jacket? <laughs> no, we have we, we we put out uh this dried corn. I guess it's like corn a cow corn or something. So the, the cobs are dry with the kernel still on them. And yep. we hang those by the bird feeders for the squirrels. So the squirrels stay off the bird feeder and everybody's happy. Well, they don't always take the kernels back to their houses. Mm-hmm. They planted it come spring. They were planting some of them in our big pots outside. And lo and behold, <laughs> corn grew. So we had the, the couple of these really tall um, corn stalks. And we've been saying, oh, yeah, the, the squirrel, squirrel farmers, right? Mm-hmm. They're growing, growing uh, the, the corn. And then we had corn and the cobs start growing. Well, it was not edible for humans because um, it, it's... It wasn't sweet corn. It was yeah, cow it was, corn. it was cow corn. So pulled the, the two of them off there the other day, peeled them all put them where we usually put the the corn for the squirrels and the squirrels had their end of harvest corn feast (laughs) the other night. (laughs) They went to town on it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's what our squirrels, our neighborhood do. There's this whole circle of life thing going on. (laughs) I planted like uh, 30 or 40 corn plants in my garden this year and uh, they all got chopped off at the top of squirrels. Like they just, 
devoured them. It looks like really? something. Yeah, they just destroyed them. Well, if you get the squirrels to plant it themselves. Yes, that was They the take better care of yeah. it. That's what I found. Yeah, and they, uh, <laughs> I had sunflowers too, and they chewed the heads off the sunflowers. It's like, they're really destructive. Oh, we've got like so much stuff outside going. But yeah, you <laughs> take care of the squirrels, the squirrels will take care of you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. It's all this symbiosis, yeah. squirrely Dan symbiosis. <laughs> See how I work that uh, letter Kenny thing in there? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, John. Yes. Erie Canal. What's happening? Erie Canal. Uh, well, I will start driving, what, I guess, before the next episode of PAR uh, is recorded. I'm going to head out this weekend and uh, just trying to get everything together. It's been, uh, you know, lots and lots of last-minute stuff. You know, you say, oh, well, the Erie Canal's not that long, but the overall trip will be, you know, with drive time and a couple other things for the podcast and stuff out there, about six weeks. So it's, you know, getting all the loose ends tied up and getting things squared away here. And uh, so, yeah, so I've been I've been working like crazy on that. Wow. Uh, you yeah. got all your menus. And now are you going to have a support crew with you? Well, yeah. What's really cool is my friend uh, Tommy Elliott lives near, he lives basically in the, what they call the canal corridor. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to help me out basically from Buffalo over to about Rochester. That's pretty close to his home, so in that area. So if I have any problems or need anything, he'll be there to lend a hand, which is great. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he'll pick me up at the end, which is the other great piece too, right? Because that's right. always, well, how do I, you know, get this? Do I take the train? Do we, you know, whatever we do. So, uh yeah, so just trying to get all of those uh, pieces together. But, I, you know, he's offered to, you know, come out daily if I need it, which, you know, I, um, you know, don't think I'll need that, but uh, which is incredibly kind of him, though, right, to, to make that kind of time. Well, at that point, you might as well just jump in the canoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and that's the other thing. So, and, and uh, I've been going back and forth on... Do I take the canoe or do I take the kayak? And I'm about 99.9% set on the canoe. But I just can't seem to quite make up my mind. And given that I'm going to be leaving, you know, in what, roughly five days? you got to make up your I, mind pretty quick. I kind of got to know that. <laughs> How long's your canoe? Uh, 16 and a half foot. Okay. Um, and the the Novacraft Prospectors, that 18-foot expedition canoe, I've got uh, that great North Water spray deck that I can put on top, so that keeps your gear covered and everything. It allows me to take a lot more gear. It allows me to take a cold cooler of beer. <clears throat> um, well, where are you getting the puppers from? <laughs> <laughs> My friend that's driving it across. No, he's flying it across. <laughs> Who stands on his side of the border and throws it. That's right. Uh, that'd be an interesting video, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't think we'd get in trouble for that one at all. No. 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 Derek would be distracting on the other side. <laughs> now, there's just, you know, I mean, obviously with the canoe, you can take more stuff. I was thinking about taking some recording gear out and... 
you know, so there's there's so many good reasons to take that uh, to take that prospector. Right. The 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 only downfall is, you know, I took that out on the Wisconsin solo, loaded it down, and man, in a headwind for one paddler, and I should say one paddler of my skill. <laughs> it's that was it was hard work. Yeah, it was hard work. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? If it was a 15-foot prospector, mm-hmm. I'd have no problems taking that. Yeah. Me, but you start yeah, getting up same. to 18 to 20 feet mm-hmm. solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're acting more like a sail. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, it's if you're solo, if you're paddling solo, you any side wind or a side load, now the channels are pretty narrow. But still, it, like it's really hard to keep the nose pointed into the wind if you can, if you catch, even with people in the boat. Like when me and Siobhan were in the kids' camp last week, every time we caught a side wind on uh, Lady Evelyn Lake, it was uh, it was brutal just trying to get to keep the thing going straight in the high winds, right? Right. But you're you're going to be mm. in a narrow channel, so relatively, yeah. I mean, it it connects with different a uh, couple of different rivers along the way, uh, yeah. primarily the Mohawk, but. Uh, there's only yeah, one, one big chunk of water. Are are you starting in, in Erie? Because this is we well, we started had that chat, and yeah. I sort of suggested why don't you start from Unity Island, just north of Buffalo? Yeah, I think what I I I'm not sure. There's a a, a guy who's actually going to start his paddle uh, this weekend, this Sunday. So I may get his op- opinion on this as well. He's going to start in downtown Buffalo and paddle out. He's going to go through, I think it's called Black Rock Lock. Right. And uh, he's going to go through there and then cut up to, you know, North Tonawanda where the Erie Canal starts. But um, I had read somewhere that Black Rock Lock discouraged paddlers from going through there. It was more about commercial vessels. Yeah, it's a big, and, uh, long, if it's what I'm thinking of, that's a big, long um, sort of guide way to get up to that lock. Yeah. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Is that the right one? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So th- there's that possibility. So, and, and you know, you're, you're dealing with Erie a bit there, uh, and the Niagara river. Mm-hmm. And then there is Oneida Lake, which is about 20 some miles long and right. a good, you know, so man, I just, you know, I keep going back and forth. I, was thinking about modifications I could make to the kayak, you know, so you're not spending, you know, an hour shoving tons of little dry sacks into the, you know, into the bow of the kayak. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking about doing some of those things, but man, I, I don't know. The convenience of the canoe and the ability to take a cooler, for example, and have fresh food along the way, that's, that's, I don't know. What do you think, Derek? <laughs> well, see, I'm preferential to a canoe, mm-hmm. and uh, with with carrying stuff like if for the simplicity of just throwing stuff into a canoe, it's easier. Like the complications of trying to pack a kayak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you knew the way the winds were coming and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know Oneida, that does go east to west pretty much, does it not? Yeah, kind of. It's, so if you can follow uh, the shoreline, right. I, I think when I was looking at it, if you follow the northern shoreline, 
If you know if the if the wind's coming from the north, that should block you. Yep. But if, and it's right. coming from the south. The south kind of sucks because it's um, more bowed shoreline. So mm-hmm. you know you got you there's it's, it's much more distance to follow the southern shoreline, right? right? Yeah. Yep. Um, whereas if you're in a kayak, you're six one half dozen the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. With the kayak, I you know, but it's you know. And it's a different, it's a different trip, right? Either yeah. if you go with either one, it's a different trip. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if if you're in the kayak, like I mean, you're you're more comfortable paddling long distances in a kayak than I'm sure Derek and I are. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, absolutely. Yet in a canoe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I I could paddle for ten twelve hours straight and yeah, not think too. about it. Yeah. In right. a kayak, I'm going, oh, my back, my leg. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I got to pee. <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> and I'm older than both of you, so <laughs> yeah, that might be another argument, too. <laughs> the, John, the other piece about it, what? John's but, got his pee bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just because he I, can't I go get everywhere it. with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I carry that in the grocery store, you know. <laughs> uh the other thing that makes me lean towards the canoe is a lot of the places, well, not a lot, but some of the places that you will dock are cement walls mm-hmm. with uh, ladders on them. Oh, there you well, go. I can't trying imagine. Trying to get <laughs> yeah. out of a kayak, that's, yeah. that could be difficult, right? Well, and see, that's what we ran into doing the Trent Severn. Mm-hmm. Is if we try to do some of those things, and people were doing them in kayaks, and you're you're looking at them like, "Good luck, pal." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you you're not getting out of that very easily. You're going yeah. way to the far end, to the end of the 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 concrete shelf, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, um, yep. to to get out into bush because you can't. I mean, and and if the water's low. Some of these places right. were like six to eight feet high. You're trying – you're not getting out of that. Well, you can always just roll upside down and pop out. Well, that's – yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Do that. <laughs> do that in a lock. <laughs> Alan wanted to do yeah. that in a lock. Well, oh, he wanted to roll, didn't he? Yeah. He wanted to roll in the lock, yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Hey, you, stop doing that. I, I think it comes down to – I personally would take the canoe. Mm-hmm. Um I would take a shorter canoe. Well, but see, that's not the that's not an option. It's yeah, you know, it's either the at this point, it's either the eighteen with the spray deck, or a sixteen and a half foot kayak. Yeah, so take the canoe, put load down the bow so it's uh, you're drafting flat, and yep. uh, bring a kayak paddle and a canoe paddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, and a stand up paddleboard uh, paddle because I I really do like standing and. It's almost, you know, I can't pull on the It's like canal, canoe pulling, but, but shallower. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, where is the first thwart in your in your canoe? Like, can you well, move? When I, is there enough room for you I, to move back and forth between? Because you'll, you'll paddle backwards, right? You'll yeah. sit in the front seat backwards. Yes, and that's, that's the, you know, I've already got that switch, the... That spray deck is made so that you can switch it, right. which is pretty awesome. Uh, so I've got that all set. I won't have a lot of room to move because of the spray deck. But if it's a and nice because, sunny day, 
mm-hmm. are you going to need that spray deck on? I'm keeping the sp- I'm keeping the spray deck on uh, for security of the gear. Mm-hmm. So when you stop in a town or something, uh, everything will be covered, and no one will be able to see what's in there. Which is, you know, again, somebody can slice a spray deck, right? Right. I mean, um, and if I see them doing that, I will drown them in the canal. <laughs> um, but I love that spray deck. Uh, but, you know, I, I, yeah, I will keep it on there for that reason alone. Yeah. No, I was just thinking, like, during the day when you're paddling, if you're not planning on stopping every, anywhere and you're going to paddle mm-hmm. for eight hours, if you can take yeah. half your, like, roll up half your deck. I could do that. You know, yeah. so the back half of your canoe is not covered, but the front half right. where all your gear is covered, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that gives you that much more room to, right. you know, you can right. stand up, you can move back and forth, kneeling, mm-hmm. sitting, you know, it gives you much, so you can adjust your, your position in the boat mm-hmm. on the paddling conditions. Right. Right. Yeah. Where, I mean, in a kayak, you really can't do that. You're in the same spot. Yep. But it really doesn't matter that much. Exactly. Whereas in a canoe, yeah. if you need to move a couple feet forward, then you know what? You just kneel down, bring something to put under your knees, and then you can move a few feet forward or move right up to center and paddle from there. Mm-hmm. You got more options that way to help better uh, handle the canoe. So, yeah, I think you would be fine with the canoe if you got the spray deck and, you know, you're not trying to race or anything. No, 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 I won't be doing that. And, and this is, you know, this trip is, it'll be the lowest sort of average miles paddled per day of any kind of bigger trip I've taken. And again, that's just because of, you know, so many things out there, right? The museums and breweries, or I mean, uh, museums <laughs> and the museums and the museums. And the historical spots. Yes, those yes. two. Buffalo <laughs> Brewery, for instance. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and that's one good thing. Tommy has been helping me a lot with that, you know, understanding where some of these historic breweries are located, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're historic, you have to hit them. Exactly. You're not going to have room for puppers on your way back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there'll be room, my friend. (laughs) Right there on the left hand side of my belly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so doing that, um, just getting you know, gear for just things that I wouldn't take on a, you know, a trip otherwise. So, you know, I mean, just anything from locks to, uh, you know, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, some of those uh, boat bumpers. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you got long, rope. You know. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we, had the, we had the rope tied. I mean, we had front and back on the canoes, mm-hmm. but I also had a rope on the thwart closest to me that I could wrap around the uh, big long cable that comes down the wall of the um, of the of the lock. Okay. Oh, so really? I wrap it around that and then I can hold on to that mm-hmm. and it's easy to let go. Yep. Right? Oh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Aha. Uh-huh. Extra paddles. Your bail bucket. Yep. yep. Fishing rod. <laughs> chairs. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, you can bring an it's actual chair. It's going to be chair. very different. What's that? You could bring a chair. I was thinking about putting like a lawn chair in the middle of it. <laughs> and paddle and from there. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah now we're and I get that sail because I, I do have that sail, yeah. you know, that, that wind paddle sails. And I can pop that up from my lawn chair. There you, you go. Know, and 
And then just Coast use your your paddleboard paddle as your rudder. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you got a good win, you'll be done in a week. <laughs> this has great idea written all, all over it. it. <laughs> tell me, tell me honestly, truly, what could possibly exactly. go wrong? That's right. Nothing. I see Nothing. no problems. I see. No uh, problems you're golden, my friend. You're golden. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, like I say, I'm 99.9 percent on the on the the canoe. I know the length will be will be an issue, and it's, mm-hmm. but because of the low mileage days, you know. And let's face it, if nothing else, it's going to make me a better paddler. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it probably also could raise my blood pressure. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only one way to find out. <laughs> Damn headwinds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh, realistically that's the only thing that'll that'll knock on wood get you is mm-hmm. the headwinds. Yep. Right. You know. Yep. And and yep. I mean everybody everybody hates fighting headwinds, but Oh, sure. You know. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been doing and just trying to get everything together and you know, like I say I'll get out of here in about 5 days and uh, start my drive. So if you start looking at the long range weather forecast, no, and I'm not going to. <laughs> you don't want to know? <laughs> Whatever happens, you know, happens. Yeah, so, well, that's the mentality, you know, once once you get on the road, right? Once that, you know, I could be wound, you know, like a clock here at home, but get on the road, and then it is. It's whatever happens, happens. Yep. Nothing you control at that point. Plus, if you're yeah. on you're on the, 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 the canal system, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot easier to pull into some place. Yes. Local town or something. Yeah. Then, if you were backcountry, fly in, oh, yes. tuck, tuck yes. into a pub somewhere and uh, wait out the storm. wind. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so that's that's kind of the plan with it. And and I've tried to put together a schedule uh, that also has a maintenance day about every week. So you know, time to do laundry or you know whatever it might be. Ah, but laundry's then, for chumps. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you and I have never paddled together. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek's only done it, what, twice now? Once. <laughs> Once, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, you know, I, there's there's time to make up if you do get bad, you know, storm. Because they've had, actually, they've had some really, you know, strong storms over in New York right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the number of the locks were closed this past week. They had, uh, they opened up some of the movable dams because of the high water and the debris. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's been pretty serious. So I've just been kind of paying attention to those things. And, you know, there's nothing really that says I can't hike it along with, you know. No. I'll pull it up, put the canoe on the cart, and walk up to the next lock if I have to. Or the entire, it's 300 and something miles, right? Right, right. So just hike the whole thing. Well, I want it. It's a three hundred mile portage. Oh, sorry, south of the border, it'd be a portage. A three hundred plus mile portage. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be some sort of record, isn't it? No, no. Shh. Spoil it, Derek. Well, if you weren't going to do this, Mm -hmm. you had a backup plan. Which now your backup plans out the window as well yeah um we 
we talked about uh, Isle Royale as the backup plan. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, as you know, Isle Royale right now, uh, a good chunk of it, unfortunately, is is, uh, on fire. Yeah, like just over, I guess, 200 acres. Right. Yep. And I think it's... I'm not sure if it's expanded from there or not, but it but it has taken off a section of the uh, the Greenstone Trail, which is that trail that runs the ridge, the you know of the of the islands, yeah. and that's where everybody goes and through hikes that you know. So uh, they that's been closed down a section of that. There's been some campsites apparently that have been shut down, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so they were moving water over the last I heard, and and uh, but I saw a picture of it, and it was just like. Wow, you don't realize how narrow that island is until you see it up in the air, and there's fire going from basically one side of the island to the other. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the big, the big thing, uh, the moose and the wolves, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a specific area for them there, so they're threatened as well. Now, something right. I I did find out. Um, there's a wildland burn area mm-hmm. on Isle Royale. And anything that starts like <coughs> naturally, like lightning, and these, these fires were started by lightning. Yes. Oh, yeah, they were. Yes. I was looking for as that. As long as it's in this permitted burn area, they let it burn. Mm-hmm. So the water bombers and firefighters and all that, they're keeping it contained in that area. Right. And the minute yep. it starts to leave that, they'll put the kibosh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody's, oh, let's put it out, let's put it out, let's put it out. But it's it's part of a natural... It's natural process. Process, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that that was pretty interesting to, to, um, to, to read that part of it, that they're not just automatically putting it out. They're setting up fire yep. breaks to stop it, but they're letting it burn within that permitted area. Isle Royal is a remarkably uh what's the word i want to use well managed national mm-hmm. park i mean the, the the entire approach to it is you know it's it's looking at the wolf study for example and you know the number of wolves and moose and it, it's really fascinating yeah it's really fascinating to to see how they handle all of these different um factors well that's what they're doing there and unfortunately this year uh, that's not the only mm. place it's happening. I know there's like on our side, Ontario side, the the called the northwestern side. There's like 89 fires burning. Uh, a couple yeah. in Quetico, uh, which is closed. Now they've just closed right. Boundary Waters. First yeah. time since and the mid 70s. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's crazy. The I can't remember. Is that the green? Uh, yeah, the I'm Greenwood get my fire. Names mixed. It's the Greenwood yeah. Fire, yeah. So that's it's, like uh, nineteen thousand five hundred acres. Yeah, is already yep. gone, and and that's where Jerry Vandiver and uh, Lisa were going to be up paddling this week, mm-hmm. and oh. that got uh, that trip got shut down. So it's uh, yeah, you know, it's you 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 expect a, a big fire season out west. Because the conditions are drier, yeah, uh, the drought out there. But it's you know, and and not to say that oh well, it's happening here, so it affects me now. And it's not at all what I mean. But it's it is really bizarre to sit here and watch all of these things as they're happening. Go, this could be the new normal. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is troubling. It is. But unfortunately, you just have to deal with it, and yeah, you know, as is, is, I have no problem with the forest fires if they're naturally caused, because, like you say, it's part it of happens. the natural process. It happens. Right? But when you have idiots, mm-hmm. but when you got the 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 people, the campers, and mm-hmm. you know, leaving a for a, a fire not put out properly, and yeah, and stuff, that's when I get my my knickers in the knot, yeah. as it were. And conditions are really yeah. dry right now. Like there's been such a drought of rain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, it's actually affected our trip. So the Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run is canceled for this year. Oh, is we it? Ju- mm. Yeah, we just canceled it uh, just a couple of days ago. Ah, and uh, bummer. Yeah, I know. No. It's but the the river shh, the route shh, that we. Did you hear that? Bert just rolled over in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't come up with an alternate plan because everywhere's dry, right? So. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the water level is like they're like super low. Nobody's running the Missinabi River right now up towards Moosney Moose Factory. The water is just way too low. Like some some people are maybe maybe running the Moose River, but it's a really big river. But um, we couldn't find an alternate that everybody could agree on. So so uh, I'm canceling my vacation. Uh, Mike's gone off to French River. Uh, and, uh, Scott and, uh, Martin are going to do the Minas Lincoln reverse. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Huh. So the boys are oh. still taking the vacation, but, uh, oh, and Grant, he canceled his vacation. He's just going to go to work as well. That's so, just wrong. I know. <laughs> I know. Why don't I just cancel you know my vacation and go to you work? You know what could <laughs> slightly make up for the loss of that trip, Derek? What's that? You could fly down to Buffalo, <laughs> meet me for the start of that, where I'm concerned about the you know Lake Erie section. Yeah. You could help me paddle that, drop off that puppers that Sean wants me to have. Oh, there you go. And, and, <laughs> and then fly home. There you go. <laughs> See? There you go. It works. What do you got, two weeks for vacation? Yeah. You could paddle the first two weeks with John. I could. Dun, dun, no, I meant uh, the first day. Just the first oh, yeah. day. Just one day. Just, oh, show wait, up, wait. give me the puppers, wave goodbye from the dock, <laughs> yeah. then hop the plane back home. There'll be a time for dinner. Thanks for showing up. See ya. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> see no Nothing. problem with this plan. It's very efficient with our time. Uh, um, yeah, so we just need to... Go with the flow these days, man. If forest fires are going to happen, they're going to happen, and hopefully we can keep going with our trip. So right now, we're I'm away for in two weeks, and there doesn't seem to be any fires yet. Where you're wood. going. In Tomogamy, yeah. so yeah. knock on wood. So hopefully yeah. that'll uh, stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a, a break here. John, I think you're leaving us for the evening. I'm gonna, yeah, I've got to try to get some more stuff done here, and uh, we're we're gonna record some of the Outdoor Kind Adventure Show podcasts uh, in advance, so we can have those up, mm-hmm. and then I'll be calling in to talk with you guys along the way on the Erie Canal, right? So uh, you can harass me about what beer you're drinking then. I wonder if we can set up somehow for him to get a puppers. <laughs> <laughs> That'd just be amazing. You know. <laughs> Anyone coming across? Any Americans coming back across? Oh, the there you border. go. Yeah, 
<laughs> just stand at the border and, hey, can you haul this across the border for me? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just flag down random trucks. Here's a beer. Can you take it across the border for yeah. me? One can. That'll fly. Trust me, it's beer in there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if Donald Sutherland should ask you any questions as you're crossing the border. <laughs> yeah. uh, Disavow any knowledge. <laughs> Flash the pink fuzzy handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so we'll we'll uh be calling in here and and look forward to chatting you uh you guys like we did with the yukon journey i hope and so i'm looking forward to it cool all right well thanks john uh have fun tonight and uh get those uh those podcasts out yes drive safe paddle right. safe Thank and you. we'll be back right after this message hi this is dark Sprest. you're listening to paddling adventures radio if you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So yeah, uh, John's looking forward to his trip. You're back from a trip. Yes. I'm going on a trip soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it sucks that you're not, uh, you should have told Mike that you need to go to the French River with him. <laughs> I should have. I should have. Just don't do. Mike Burns, if you're listening to this, invite Derek because <laughs> hey, he'll bring a canoe. Maybe he needs some private and, time. Oh, maybe maybe he needs some Mike time. <laughs> invite him anyway. Do, do a solo thing like I do. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, see? Because then when he wants some quiet time, he just tells you to bugger off over there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you, you paddle that side of the lake today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched something. I don't usually um, like to say, hey, go to Netflix and watch this and crave and watch that yeah. and all that sort of stuff. There, actually, I've, I, there's a couple of things that I've, I've watched. Because when you go to these these channels, these specialty channels, I guess we call them, you have, I guess, based on your watching preferences or what you've watched, it comes up with, it hey, you like this, you like this. Things. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the website, I find it suggests a whole lot more stuff. Yes, different stuff. So that yeah. I've, I've been doing that lately and going and checking some stuff out. So then I can go to regular TV and watch it there. Yeah. You know? There's a couple of things I've watched. The River Runner by Rush Sturgis. It's on Netflix. It's an hour and 25 minutes long. Uh, one word, powerful. So I'll just read you the, the description of this. Sure. The story of Scott Lindgren's 20-year quest to be the first person to paddle the four great rivers that originate from Tibet's sacred mountain Kalash. Kalash? Uh, is more than a gripping whitewater flick. It is also an inter... I can't even read now. It is also an intimate chronicle 
of an emotionally stunted athlete who's having a breakthrough after a life crisis. As a highly accomplished expedition kayaker and whitewater filmmaker, Lindgren always forbade any sign of emotional vulnerability on the river. He saw it as a weakness that might jeopardize the fortitude needed for extreme waters. It takes a life-changing diagnosis, followed by a dark night of the soul, for him to finally learn how to show up with an open heart. Hmm. It's a really... If you listen to what the, the different interviews are... Uh, and what they're talking about way back in the day, like, you know, uh, the, these trips and yeah, like they, like, like, like they say, there's like, no, no, you got to be top form. If you have any doubt, pack up and leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it I think is because of the, the type of waters they were doing. Yeah. You know, but it's to, to where he ended up and the things that happened, um, and then to where he ended up, you build your entire career. You know, he's, he's like built himself. He's one of the top in his field of, of extreme kayakers. Okay. And then you've got this big dream, your one big goal. This is what I'm working towards. And boom, just like that, it changes in one instant. And then everything that happens after that, it's, you know, I mean, it is totally cliche, but you've got to live each day like it's your last. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, there, this is definitely something you want to watch. It's not just about the paddling. It's everything that goes into it. I mean, it could be anybody, you know, I mean, in this case it was Scott Lindgren, but this could realistically be anybody. Anybody or any sport. It's just, it's that thing. Um, very well. I, I, I really like the way Rush filmed this. Okay. With, with some of his old buddies and paddling partners and people that knew him, um, yeah, he's putting them in a chair in the middle of, of a big yard sort of thing and, and and interviewing and stuff like that. And and the way he has Scott set up to interview and you can just see the, the emotion at times and stuff. So hmm. the River Runner is definitely something to watch if you got Netflix. Well, I've bookmarked it on my Netflix, so I'll, uh, um, I'll see I, I know they're they're showing it in different different film festivals and stuff. Oh, are they? So you might be able to, to, to find it on, on one of those film festivals. Yeah. Uh, like I know the, uh, paddling film festival, you can download or buy, um, different packages that allow mm-hmm. you to view yeah. a few films. So, but if you can check out the river runner, I would, uh, yeah, I found that powerful, yeah. really powerful film. I really enjoyed, I mean, I like watching paddling films, Yeah, but there was something about this one that's just like, really wow. grabbed you. Yeah. It, it really grabbed me. Yeah, it really did. Hmm. So definitely that's check cool. that one out. I shall do so. Uh, Algonquin Outfitters celebrating 60 years. So they got a, they're going to have a a contest here. So Bill Swift Sr. started Algonquin Outfitters as a seasonal outfitter in Oxtongue Lake, uh, Algonquin, you know, just west of Algonquin Park. And now it's third generation has, is, is, is involved now to run this, uh, full, Retail outfitting, 12 locations in and around Algonquin Park, Halliburton Highlands and Muskoka. They've launched an online store last year. Uh, and this season expanded four more locations, Bracebridge, Halliburton, Minden and Port Carling. So, I mean, they're, they're, they've been around 60 years, just building, building, building. Yeah. And at one point, all it was when it first started was you're going on a canoe trip, rent this gear. Mm-hmm. And now they, they still do that, 
but they do so, so much, much more, more exactly. right? And they're giving back too. Like they do a lot of stuff for the community. They yeah. uh, they you do the film fest themselves. They do uh they Well, they're do, doing the paddles, paint the paddles paint, and yep. the, the canoes this they year. Paint the canoes this year. So yeah, they they're they're very active in the community. They're not just taking, they're they're giving back. They're oh, big they're time. participating in the community. So it's good to see that. It's good to see a uh, a business with a social conscience. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, it's uh I'm, I'm excited for them that uh this is their 60th uh, anniversary. years, man. Mm-hmm. So they're doing this this um, quiz contest. It's an outdoors contest. Yep. So from now through the end of November, Algonquin Outfitters is hosting a contest featuring a fun online historical quiz with the chance to win some exciting prizes like a $1,000 Algonquin Outfitter gift card and the fact that they've got online store, or you can use it towards canoe trips or gear, all that sort of stuff. Uh, an ultimate canoe trip package worth more than 900 bucks. All the answers to the 30 question quiz can be found at algonquinoutfitters.com. Answers to questions like who's been the Brent store's legendary manager for almost 40 years. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of the canoe route created in memory of Bill Swift Sr. that links four Algonquin Outfitter stores in Algonquin Park. I know that one. How many years is Algonquin Outfitter? Uh, was were they a seasonal business that shut down in the winter months? I know that one. <laughs> All right, I got three questions. Twenty-seven to go. Every correct answer earns an entry into the contest. And once you've completed the quiz, snap some selfies at any Algonquin Outfitters to increase your chances of winning. Now, if you go to AlgonquinOutfitters.com to the anniversary quiz contest page, um, they have more detailed instructions. But you can end up with like 84 entries. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, like 80, I was, enter I was my counting name them down. 84 like... <laughs> times. And it's like, whoa, okie dokie. <laughs> uh, contest ends November 30th. So uh, September, October, no, three and a half months. Uh, no, three and a week. I keep thinking it's still the middle of August. (laughs) Apparently, you get to the middle of August and we just stopped. Uh, Winners will be selected by random draw for one of five prizes. The grand prize is a $1,000 Algonquin Outfitters gift card. Second place, ultimate canoe trip package valued at more than $900. Third place is a $500 gift card. Fourth is a $250 gift card. And fifth is a $100 Algonquin Outfitters gift card. I would take a $20 gift card. <laughs> Keep getting down there. Come on, 10th place, baby. Uh, to answer, go to uh, algonquinoutfitters.com uh, backslash contest backslash 60th anniversary quiz contest. You can just go to algonquinoutfitters.com and, and it comes, it's on yeah. it's on their banner screen uh, page. So you can just click that and it'll take you right to the page. Uh, check it out though. Go do the quiz and yeah, a thousand bucks worth of yeah. free gear basically. How exciting is that? You know? Awesome. Uh, we're going to keep updating this, keep it in your brain uh, on our uh, social media and stuff like that we'll mention on the show. So I'm hoping that we can actually uh, get Rich Swift on here and have a little yes, chat with him. Yes, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the only other thing, let's talk about your trip, Derek. Oh, yes. How was Tomogamy? It was, How was the family? It was good. It was, uh, it was a different trip for us. Um, normally we, like we often do car camping, winter camping, stuff like that. Or like when we've done interior camping, we've gone to like 
one or two sites and, and stayed two or three days on each site and stuff right. like that. But this was a moving site. It was, it was a moving trip. We uh, packed up, moved every day, right? So it was it was different. It was uh, it was something new for the kids, and it gave them something. Every campsite was new, so there was always something new to explore. A new campsite, a new this, a new that. Was and it portages and everything, or did you there just- was only one portage? So to get around the dam at Mowat Landing, Mowat Landing, Mowat, yeah. So we had to do that, which is like two hundred meters, two hundred and ten meters, nothing. And so otherwise, there wasn't wasn't another portage. It was just all Lady Evelyn. So we we're in uh, Lady Evelyn Lake, the Obabica River uh, Provincial Park area, and and we kind of squirted a little bit into the um, uh, Lady Evelyn Provincial Park area, Lady Evelyn Smooth Water. So, but it was, uh, most of our time was spent uh, in the Obabica River area. And uh, so, again, it's still Lady Evelyn Lake, but uh, we sort of uh, traced somewhat of the route that me and Mike did uh, last year, but we didn't do the falls route. We just went as far as Frank's Falls and then So you did show them the falls? Yes, we did get to the falls. Yeah. So it's yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was you know six days. We went in through Moat Landing, uh, and uh, it was just it was neat to see you know they have the travel every day. Like Stella travels very well. She just looks around and whatever. But uh, Beckett is constantly. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's like oh, in a my. canoe. It's bad enough in the car. <laughs> I know. Now you're in a canoe. <laughs> it's like are would we you? There yet? Like he wasn't even. We were told him we're not a Ladask anymore. <laughs> Look at the moose. Hey, look at the moose. Are we there yet? <laughs> well, speaking of moose, I, I've been, well, I've been tripping and and uh, camping in Tomogamy for almost 15 years now. I've never seen anything larger than, outside the park I saw a fox, and inside the park I've never seen anything larger than a, like a squirrel or for a bird we saw some, I, I've seen bald eagles and hawks and turkey herons, vultures and yeah. herons, but I've never seen any, like I've never seen a bear in there, I've never seen moose, and I just thought it was weird that uh, every year, say, hey, do we see any animals? Yeah, I saw some squirrels and some birds. Heard of squirrels. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I just find it strange that I've never seen larger animals. So he's just small animals again. Yeah, that's all I've ever seen. Yeah. So so that was typical. But uh, what wasn't typical is the weather. Wow, yeah. was it ever hot. Like it was just shockingly hot. Like, See, that should have been good for you because you're cold all the time. <laughs> I my body doesn't deal with extremes apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, like – I remember quite a few days where, like, I would just we'd we'd be like sitting in the in the shade under a tree in a chair, and it's like trying not to move so you don't work up a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was shockingly hot. Yeah, and so did a lot of swimming. Like my feet paid for it. Like I, my feet were constantly wet. I just constantly in and out of the water just to cool off and whatever. And so it was like a, a dishpan toes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there comes a point where it's just. Enough is enough. And yeah. You don't want to be suffering from heat stroke or anything. Exactly. Like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and the kids were, I mean, the kids oh, they loved tend it. to love that sort oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Thing, right. Oh, yeah. It was great. They loved it. Like, there was, uh, second to last day was the hottest day, and there was no wind. And uh, you could see that they are getting a little grumpy <laughs> because they're normally like best buds, right? Yep. And uh, they're playing and talking. And like there's a couple of times we'd w- walk up on them and they'd be on a rock looking out on the lake and just having a conversation. 
Stella would be telling Beckett about a dream or or they'd be talking about a show that they saw or or, or something, right? So they're this you and they're just out there staring at the water, having a conversation, just like adults do, right? So it's like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> scary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was interesting. Like some of the smallest animals we saw though was uh there's an island site that we went to. Turned out we were. I wasn't even going to check it out, but we were having trouble finding campsites. It's busy. That's another topic. Is we it really? Talk about. Oh wow, was it ever busy? But anyways, we uh, ended up checking out this island campsite, which was like a. The, the maps aren't very accurate. Small triangle, yeah. big triangle. It's like well, there's a lot more campsites than this map says. But anyways, the island campsite was covered in baby frogs. Really, they were everywhere. Like, you had to be careful walking because it's like the ground was moving with the little suckers, right? Wow. It's like, holy cow. It's like all these, and like, I'm talking like half a centimeter. Like the little wood frogs or? Like baby frogs. Like, the, the, you know, like the, there's, I saw two different species. One was a smooth brown one and one was, you know, the typical toad, uh, you know, the wart frog yeah. thing, right? So, but they were everywhere on this, on this island. It's like, holy cow. Wow. <laughs> you would walk and be careful because they'd be like jumping in front of you. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty neat. One wrong move. I know, squish. <laughs> but the but with the, how busy it was, and I, I've been meaning to call the park just to say, hey, I'm doing some research. Because I just found it really surprisingly busy. Like there was Tamagami's not been one where everybody goes. No, and that's not my experience either. But maybe yeah. COVID or whatever. Maybe just the but, access. Links. Yeah, and so it makes me wonder how many of these people have actually reserved. Mm-hmm. Because like we were, there's one place where I wanted to stay. I've seen the campsite, but never stayed there. But it's Preacher's Point. It's on the uh, upper end of La- uh, Lady Evelyn, and it's just before you turn around the island there, and uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful campsite. But it was, uh, th- these, these people were there, there was like, there was a couple 10 gallon jerry cans of fuel on the beach and they had a oh. power boat and they had a little inflatable boat and, and, uh, but they were there all week. We passed the site a couple times and it was always the same people. And, and it's like, do you, like they, they looked like they were in for the long haul, like mm-hmm. a couple weeks type thing. Right. So, and when we did paddle, when we left, uh, there's the uh, the area outside the park, which is the the eastern part of Lady Evelyn. You don't have to pay to stay there. But when we got into the Obabic area, like we paddled, it was the longest paddle day because it, we had, couldn't find an empty campsite. Wow. Couldn't find any. And uh, when we eventually did, it was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, they weren't ideal. They were like slopey and stuff like that. But it, whatever, it's like a campsite. But it was, I was shocked at how busy they were. There was... There was kayaks and canoes and power boats everywhere. It was like busy. I wonder if you would have found it as busy had you gone in a portage. Oh, that would have, oh, totally would have changed things yeah. because the the most of the traffic that we saw were people on power boats. Yeah, and uh, that's quite the business at the, uh, the, the. There's this private business. The guy was telling us they they had the business since 1929. So you put your boat in at Moat Landing, mm-hmm. and you motor up to the uh up to the dam and there's this family they have a shuttle service for 15 bucks each way 30 bucks they come get your boat your fishing boat you they load you up and stick you in in lady evelyn and then it's like 
incredibly large lake. There's so much oh, yeah. water that's like it's it, it, you'd be hard pressed to find all the all the far corners of it, right? But uh, yeah, so they you know they just move boats all day long in and out of the uh, Lady Evelyn. So it's just a little 200 meter portage for them to haul the boats around. But yeah, they pretty pretty quick business that they got there. Yeah, I I think you got to go in a lake to get away from all oh, of oh absolutely yeah all of that yeah. But we the, the the area was we only had a week. We did have the kids. We didn't want to be too challenging. It was the first yeah. time we've done daily travel camping, right? Yeah. So it was uh, we didn't want to push our luck. But uh, next time we're we're thinking of uh, maybe in. Want Becca to be a bit older, but we're thinking of doing a fly-in and doing the uh, the Sturgeon River all the way back down south again. So we'll just fly into, uh, I think it's called Scarecrow Lake, uh, Ishpatina Ridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, paddle all the way back down to the bottom. And so it would be neat. I think the kids would like a fly-in trip. So do Yeah, you still have to make sure you've got one canoe. It's one canoe. One. Yeah. So that's why we don't want the kids too old. Right now we had a, we rented a canoe. We had a 18 and a half foot three seater canoe. Right. And it was plenty big. There was so much room in that canoe. Yeah. The two of them sat side by side in the, in the middle seat and, uh, and Stella helped paddle. Beckett sort of tried to help paddle, but he wasn't very, he mostly wanted to drag the paddle and slows down. But uh, Stella did paddle and, uh, but there was tons of room. We had, uh, three packs and, uh, and they had two little, one little day pack each for each of them. So it uh, it worked out really well. It was uh, it was a good trip. But did it, you do any fishing? We did do some fishing. Um, I did some fishing early on, and and then it got too hot, and we just I wasn't Forget gonna it. yeah, yeah. wasn't gonna do that. But uh, Beckett, he uh, I I just got him this little fishing rod. So both him and Stella have a small fishing rod, and but the line's too light, mm. so he hooked onto something, and uh, it broke his line. So oh. he was all upset. It's like, oh, the fish took my lure. It's like, oh, that must have been a big one. Yeah. <laughs> so he was excited and upset about that. Well, this means he's got to go back. Yes. <laughs> it's because you guys didn't do, did, you guys didn't do like a family canoe trip last year, did you? It's been a couple of years. You guys did the RVO East last year. Uh, I can't remember what we did last year. We did do, yeah, we, uh, last time we did a longer trip was, uh, in 2019, we did a, a week long trip into Algonquin. Mm-hmm. That's and when you met up with us on Bice Lake. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. another, yeah. that was another trip. So we did two trips that year. So being a couple years older, are you finding your kids were more helpful and, into doing stuff at camp. And Stella's always been into help, helpful and doing stuff, and Beckett is a distraction, and Beckett doesn't want to help. He just wants to run around and explore. Explore, right. explore, adventuring. I'm going adventuring. So, but they are a bit more useful. Like, normally I would just let them do their thing, but they're of the age now that it's like, no, you're going to help this time. Help me unload and load the canoe and help me set this up. And so Stella, you set the chairs up and whatever. Each of them had their little jobs to do, right? Well, that's how you start though. Yeah. They have to, they have to learn that they have some responsibilities. It's not just there to play. Yeah. Right. We're not, we're not there to, to cater to their every need and make sure they're entertained. So... But yeah, so it, 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 I do see the change. Like Stella's pretty good, always been really good that way, but Beckett's starting to change too. He's starting to get more used to doing what 
is expected to do, right? For yeah. Help cleaning up or, you know, going and grabbing some, some wood to start a fire or something, right? So Good. But yeah, Good. it's working out a lot better. It's uh, You can see that they're maturing. They're starting to become more self-aware of their environment and themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Well, that's what you start, right? You start mm-hmm. them getting into it and then pretty soon they're just like, okay, I'll do this and yeah. hopefully take on the, the different chores that they're used to doing themselves mm-hmm. and yeah. that sort of thing, knowing. You know, it's just like, guys, you go into the back country, well, you got to set up the tents, you got to maybe set up a tarp, you got to get firewood going, you got to, you know. So many different things, I know. Yeah. And hopefully they'll just kick in and go, okay, well, I'll start the firewood. It would be nice, eh? Like yeah. one of those, because it's one of those things that uh, I'm just so used to doing that I don't think about it anymore. And it was like, man, I could like, I could sit down and, and uh, relax a bit more. Well, see, and that's been my issue. I just do it all. Mm-hmm. And now that Tracy's been coming with me, like when we went into Algonquin there, um, beginning of August, end of July, she's like, okay, like I can do this and I can do that. And I'm going to go start this and I'm going to start that because she knows how to do it. Yeah. And and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. I don't have to do it all now. Yeah. So that's, that takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah. And then you're standing there's like, well... Now, what am I going to do? Yeah. Okay. I set the tent up and she's doing the, the, the sleeping pads and the, the the sleeping bags and okay. Oh, I'll go get water. So we're doing the water and she's going to collect some firewood and okay. uh, Suddenly have a lot of free time. Yeah. It's a lot more relaxing. I'm going for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, once once you start getting to that that routine of knowing how to do stuff, yeah. you know, hopefully, yeah. I mean, our our kids were doing the same sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the point where oh, can I cut cut the wood, the firewood? Can I chop the firewood mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff? Which is, you know, that's a whole another take some topic, of the load off, you yeah. know. But yeah, you know what? No, go set up the chairs and go pile the wood in the different sections. Break the smaller twigs and yeah. go see if mom needs help with setting up. Exactly. Stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, eventually they, they learn it all and all's good. Mm-hmm. It is improving. It is uh, good. There's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It was, uh, there's often, there was a few times where it was like everybody was doing something and it's like, well, I'm going to throw my lure in the water. Right. And which is not something I would normally do at the end of a paddling day because it's like there's so much to do yeah. with, you know, getting everything set up, making sure that, you know, the sleeping area is done, the tents are done and, and whatnot. Right. Oh, one thing we did do is, uh, so first time I, <clears throat> first time I did this was on Minus Link. It was, uh, we we're trying to drop weight for the latter half of the Minus Link. So we got rid of all our tents and we all slept in the bug tent. Right. Just on the ground. And so I did that with, uh, Siobhan and the kids. We just, uh, we just had a small, uh, small ground tarp and, uh, we slept in the bug tent. Oh, so you didn't bring the tent at all? No tent, just the bug tent. And it worked out really well. And what I like about it, and it kind of spoiled me, is, uh, is you know, you're constantly able to just see around you, mm-hmm. full 360 degree view. So it's like it's it's amazing just to have that freedom of of seeing out without having to pull a zipper or whatever, right? Yeah. And uh, so it was it was nice to have that, and the kids didn't care, right? So, uh, but it was it it did present new interesting aspects like it was middle of the night and and i could hear stella say something and and siobhan says what and 
I sit up and we and Stella goes, "There's a frog on Beckett." Like, <laughs> so, so he's he's just sleeping away, and there's a frog laying right there on his chest. It's like, oh, well, that doesn't normally happen. I will hug him, <laughs> I will squeeze him, I will pet him, and I will name him George. <laughs> so that was interesting, and there was a. Uh, another night where a mouse was in there and so he was like, he, he got in underneath the net and then couldn't figure his way out. <laughs> and, uh, so I ended up picking him up by the tail and sticking him outside the, uh, I lifted up the edge of the mesh and just kind of go. go free little buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Getting right back to nature. Yeah. So it was, nature's it was, getting back to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So there's, there's that. It was, it's, uh, the aspect of like. If you leave the mesh open too long, you, if, you know we have we did have a little bug zapper with us to keep the bug level down. But otherwise, it was like, we all got bit by bugs. It was mm-hmm. the bugs were bad at around uh, you know eight nine o'clock at night when it just the sun went down and it just started to cool off a bit. But yeah, it was so yeah, it was it was really neat being just using the bug tent and let, sleeping on the ground and awesome. Yeah, it was it was a different aspect. It because normally you have that false sense of protection mm-hmm. when you have your all zipped in but you also can't see anything yeah so so it was nice for that yeah i like i like the tent when you've got rain or you're not yes, sure exactly i mean with my old eureka spitfire i could fold half the fly back oh yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. so it was just the, the yeah. screen and then i could just jump out quickly and yeah. It was just one snap. So when you felt rain on your face, okay, time yeah. to put the fly oh, on. <laughs> yeah, it's raining. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, you can just quickly jump out yeah. in one snap yeah. to, to get the fly back out, right? So, but but all in all, everybody had a good trip. Oh, it was fantastic. It was a, it was a very successful trip. And see, so you went from Moet down to Frank's. Yeah. We're going from Obabaka Lake yeah. all the way up to Frank's. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. So, but between the two of us, we've covered the area. We're, we're covering a whole big chunk of yeah. tomography this yeah. year. <laughs> uh, but we were supposed to leave, like we were supposed to do that route from Moet to Franks and and beyond. When we get up to Franks, I'm hoping that island's free because we're going to go into Franks Middle and Helen Falls. Oh, okay. For the day, just to check them out and then mm-hmm. back. That's our that's our rest day. Yeah. And then um, head head back down south. Yeah, the island site right near Franks Falls. Yeah. It's a nice. That's a nice where island. I stayed the one year, and uh, so there's three thunder boxes on that now. Really? Yeah. Is there one closer to the actual campsite that you're not having a walk to the second island? Oh, then we must be talking about a different island. Because there was like the marsh in the middle, right? And you had to walk around the marsh to get to the. Yeah, I think we're talking about a different island. Oh, is there a second island? Because they're right at the mouth of the channel going to Frank's Falls. Yeah. Oh, that island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a, there was three guys on that island. We couldn't oh, okay. get that one. And we couldn't find that site on the cliff. Still, we, eh? We paddled back and forth yeah. on that. We asked the boys. We said, hey, did you guys see that island or that campsite there? And they said, no, we couldn't find it either. But uh, so they were on that island. I was, we were on the island just outside of the channel. Oh, okay. And uh, that's the one that was nice that we liked right. with all the thousands of frogs. Oh, maybe I'll have to check that yeah. one out. But we wanted the island right near Frank's Falls. Can you see Frank's Falls from? No. You can okay. hear it. Yeah. But you can't see it. You have to leave the island and turn the corner. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We'll check that one out. Yeah. Or maybe we'll just camp right at the falls. 
Yeah, we we were going to do that, but uh, Siobhan wasn't comfortable with it because it's pretty steep up that on that site yeah. right by the falls. Well, you got during the day if you're camped there, you got people potentially coming through too, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. And the, with the with the edges so steep, yeah. we thought, oh, we're going to lose one of the kids. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because they were just they were just running up and down the uh the up down down the steep rock faces and it's like, Oh, you guys are freaking me out. <laughs> it's all part of paddling with the kids, yeah. man. But great scenery, great oh, uh, hot yeah. weather. At least it wasn't pouring rain. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was fantastic. Yeah. Good. Uh petroglyphs, pictographs. I never even looked for them. No way. Eh? Are there there somewhere? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, all over the place. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, never so. even thought to look. Gives you, gives you a reason to go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, dude. Sounds like you guys had a good time. Oh, it was good really family good. Yeah. vacation away from the city. Yeah. and Great success. Good. And I'm still tired from the trip. I need a vacation <laughs> from my vacation. I, I, we were talking about that this morning. It's like, <laughs> oh, I need, I need a couple days off. <laughs> and we're going for 10 days. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Going to be fun. Yeah. Well, I'm hitting a few areas that are uh, I've never been to before and... Um, this is going to be big because Tracy's used to Algonquin portages. Yeah. You know, and I know some of the portages we're going to be going on are just boulder gardens. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's going to be a big wake up call for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have to be conscious of where her feet are going all the time. You know time. what? We're bringing the, she's got her poles, her walking, okay. walking, yeah. walking poles. And it's like, we're not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. It's not like we got to be, because I've noticed at that time of year, like, there's not billions of people going the back. So yeah. we're not like racing for a campsite or anything, mm-hmm. you know, that we got to get a massive one for four tents or something. Yeah. It's just us. Yeah, exactly. So, take our time. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I've got this week. That's all I got. That's you all you got. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can download or stream episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can go to the episodes page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and you can stream or download all our episodes from there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, fellow paddlers. Welcome back, Derek. Glad you had a great trip. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.